are back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Right here on the Mojo 5.0 radio network and streaming on demand on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, that uh, attempted cop killer there in Philadelphia has been taken into custody. And he is, as expected, uh, a lifelong criminal who should have been locked up and uh, kept locked up years ago. Convictions or or arrests for attempted murder that were downgraded to aggravated assault. Uh, He has a long history of violating gun laws. And, you know... It's just amazing how the Democrats rush to the microphones and try to blame uh, the gun and uh, promote laws that will disarm honest people because these politicians abjectly failed to enforce the laws that were on the books. The mayor of Philadelphia is named Bill Kinney. You You may remember him. He was the one that was caught on video dancing when they passed a law making Philadelphia a sanctuary city. And uh, it was shortly after that that illegal aliens that were released from the Philadelphia jails uh, went out, or a, uh, a particular one, went out and raped and murdered a young girl. They love to call for new laws. They don't like to enforce the laws that are on the books. But Bill Kenny rushed to the microphones uh, after this uh, this murderer, um, attempted murderer, I should say. I keep calling him a murderer. He attempted murder. I never have understood why people who attempt to kill somebody are then tried uh, for a lesser charge. But in any case, Bill made, uh, Kenny ran to the microphone, and this is what he had to say. Uh, listening to officers whispering upstairs because they didn't want the shooter to know where located it was it was just a riveting riveting experience but our officers need help they need help they need help with gun control they need help with keeping these weapons out of these people's hands i mean i told you earlier the two little boys that were the officer had his head grazed uh, just a little bit more and those two little boys will grow up and out with their dad because some because this government both on the federal and state level don't want to do anything about getting these guns off the streets and getting them out of the hands of criminals so it's the Fed's fault, it's the state's fault, it's everybody's fault, but Philadelphia's and the mayor Bill Kenney's fault. Uh, when in fact, this guy had a long rap sheet going back almost 20 years. As soon as he turned 18, I'm sure he had uh, juvenile crimes as well, but uh, we know about his record since he's been an adult. As soon as he turned 18, he was caught on the streets with uh, a 357 uh and a fully loaded uh, 45 semi-automatic, all, both of which were 
published, uh, purchased illegally out of state. He pled guilty, got 55 months in prison, plus three years uh, of supervised. He served just a fraction of that time. In 2007 incident, he, uh, he faced numerous charges, including attempted murder, aggravated assault, illegal firearms possession once again, pled guilty to one count of aggravated assault, and, uh, and got another slap on the wrist. He's been charged with kidnapping and aggravated assault. Those charges were dropped. He's been out on the streets just numerous, numerous times with illegally purchased firearms. But according to Bill Kenny, what we need to do is pass more stringent firearms laws that will further disarm law-abiding citizens because they can't keep people in jail who uh, uh, violate the laws that are on the books. And Kamala Harris took the opportunity to run over to uh, CNN, get on Wolf Blitzer's set, and say if she was president, uh, this would not have happened. Um, part of, of my focus on what we need to do around guns, smart gun safety laws is recognize that um, we have to have more enforcement around gun dealers. Uh, Wolf, 90% of the guns that are associated with crime are sold by just 5% of the gun dealers in the United States. And so among the many plans that I have, both in the form of executive action and also in the form of legislation. And she goes on and on. I'm, you know, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pass more stringent laws as if these um, these criminals are going to obey laws. This guy had been put to, put into jail and served several years for violating gun laws, but that didn't stop him from continuing to violate gun laws. The only type of gun law that uh, Kamala Harris and the Democrats could pass that would have kept guns out of this guy's hands was to ban all guns, and even then, he would have got them on the black market. They've got very strict gun laws down in Mexico. The law-abiding citizens don't have guns down there, but the cartels, the drug cartels and the people traffickers, they're armed to the teeth. They're armed to the teeth so much that the federalities uh, down there are outgunned. So taking the guns out of the hands of law-abiding people to try to address the fact that uh, you know criminals carry guns is, is, um, is pure lunacy. What you're doing is keeping the law-abiding people from protecting themselves. Criminals are going to get their guns. That's always going to happen. And this guy managed to shoot six Philadelphia cops. Now, I've been to Philadelphia, and the cops there are old school cops, or at least they used to be. I don't, that, it's been, you know, six or eight years since I was there. But in my day, if you shot a cop, you were not likely to leave the scene. This guy managed to shoot six cops, and the cops allowed him to surrender. Um, I don't think that sets a good precedent. It lets all the other street thugs out there know that you can start taking pot shots at police officers, and if you'll just uh, hold them off for long enough and then throw your hands up, that they'll take you into custody without incident. I guess there's so many video cameras on the streets now that you can't administer street justice anymore. I remember... You know, when when the rule was, 
if you took a cop on a high-speed chase, you got your ass beat when they caught you. That was the deal. If you tried to run from a cop and the cop had to chase you, either on foot or in a car, once they got their hands on you, they were going to um, administer some street justice. And guess what? People knew better than to run from cops. And the aftermath of the Rodney King whooping, where he took them on a 100-mile-an-hour chase for miles and miles through neighborhood streets in L.A. and were caught on film, um, beating his ass. All of that had to stop, and now we have uh, people you know, running from cops left and right, endangering the public and the police officers. No, I'm sorry. I don't think this guy in Philadelphia should have been allowed to walk away from that scene after shooting six cops. I think all the other thugs that see that think, well, you know, those cops are paper tigers. And already, because of this Black Lives Matter movement that Barack Obama fostered fostered during his eight years as president, We've got just rampant disrespect for police officers. Yesterday, as the police were trying to respond to this unit, you had uh, neighborhood denizens throwing things at them and cursing them and laughing at them, refusing to stay behind the um, crime scene tape. Just a total breakdown of law and order. And all of this was... Cultivated, as I say, by the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, who Barack Obama legitimized by inviting them to the White House. He used to march through the streets chanting, what do you want, dead cops? When do you want it now? Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. And then, lo and behold, over a dozen cops across this country were assassinated in the frenzy that Black Lives Matter whipped up based on the lie of hands up, don't shoot, and Barack Obama aided and abetted that lie. So it'd be tough to be a cop these days, I guarantee you. They've got a tough job uh, to do. They not only have to contend with the criminals in the neighborhoods, but they don't get any respect or assistance uh, from the people that they are sworn to protect and serve. That's a bit of an exaggeration. Most people uh, respect uh, cops, but there's a there's a uh, an element in these inner cities, the thug life, the people that have been you know listening to uh, to thug life rap since they were little kids that think it's cool to disrespect cops. Kamala Harris is going to uh, take guns away from uh, law-abiding citizens in order to keep uh, criminals like Maurice Hill from getting their hands on weapons. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this uh, the latest developments in the Jeffrey Epstein 
so-called suicide. Stick with me. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. Mojo. So Jeffrey Epstein's body has now been claimed from the uh, medical examiner's office there in New York City by an unidentified associate. So I, uh, <laughs> any evidence that was uh, to be obtained from the corpus has, uh, has now been whisked away. But not before the medical examiner uh, revealed that in an autopsy of Epstein's body, they found uh, bones in his neck uh, broken. And while uh, these bones, what was it called? The hyroid bone, which is a bone near the uh, Adam's apple in men, uh, can occur when older men hang themselves. That only happens in about 20% of the cases. Uh, but they are this kind of break of that hyroid bone is much more common in victims of homicide by strangulation. So these are the very first details to emerge from this autopsy. It's a, a leak. But uh, they do not give anybody any sort of uh, confidence that, in fact, Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. Now, here's the thing. Um, Even if Jeffrey Epstein went through the motions of taking his own life, which is far from certain at this point, you can give um, subjects drugs that will make them suicidal. And Jeffrey Epstein was, you know, obviously in captivity and totally uh, at the mercy of the the jailers there for food and water. And uh, even if uh, somebody didn't enter his jail cell and physically strangle him, 
they could have facilitated Jeffrey Epstein's uh, suicide, one, by making sure he was taken off of suicide watch so he would have the opportunity to do this, two, that the jailers were so tired from working ridiculous uh, uh, long overtime hours that they were inattentive, and three, that he had uh, the method by which to carry out a suicide, and that would be a bed sheet and a a bunk bed in this case. That's a, a theory. It's just a, a thought, really. I think it's uh, just as likely that somebody entered his jail cell and, uh, and did the deed for him and that uh, the crime scene was made to look like a suicide. But uh, the more you learn about this case and all of the different circumstances that had to align perfectly for uh, Epstein to be able to commit suicide or for somebody to enter in, uh, in into that jail cell, the more far-fetched it seems that Jeffrey Epstein just committed suicide. His, uh, his live-in bodyguard believes that somebody helped Jeffrey Epstein commit, uh, uh, commit suicide. He had a Russian bodyguard. His name is Igor Zinovev. He gave New York Magazine an interview, and he said that uh, he believes that uh, Jeffrey Epstein had help killing himself. He said there were so many inconsistencies that um, it was just impossible to have been completely uh, circumstantial. This guy is a former UFC fighter. He lived in Epstein's Palm Beach home for four or five years. Worked as his bodyguard and his personal trainer and his driver. There is a, a long interview. Um, it's uh, I think it's in the Gateway Pundit. You ought to read it. Uh, it gives you a lot of insight into Jeffrey Epstein's frame of mind, and it was not the type of frame of mind that uh, made one believe that this guy would have killed himself. What are some of the other odd circumstances to arise out of this? One is... It's come to light that Epstein had on his wall in his uh, huge mansion in Manhattan, the largest residence in Manhattan. And I guarantee you there's some big-ass residents in Manhattan. But he had the largest residence in Manhattan right off Central Park. There was a painting on the wall of Bill Clinton lounging on a chaise, wearing a blue dress. Now, this guy, uh, he entertained the hoi polloi, the who's who at this mansion, and right up on the wall, he's got this, this painting of Bill Clinton Lounging, looking seductive, wearing a blue dress. Sort of gives you an insight of what kind of perversion and and, uh, sickness goes on in these circles. The former Colombian president says that uh, none other than Fidel Castro himself invited 
Jeffrey Epstein to visit. You know what that's about. Fidel Castro wanted to get him some of that uh, action that Jeffrey Epstein was was um, cultivating. And by action, uh, I mean illicit sex with underage girls, mostly probably runaways that uh, were cultivated and recruited by this uh, Giselle Maxwell, whose whereabouts is still unknown. The lawsuits are pouring into these Manhattan courts, everybody trying to get a a piece of this, the remaining uh, estate. They're talking about it being about uh, half a billion dollars. Jeffrey Epstein could not have had as many estates, um, one in a private island. He actually owned two private islands in the Virgin Islands. One he had developed that, that included apparently a dungeon. He had this uh, largest single residence in Manhattan. He had a mansion on the beach in Palm Beach, and he had like 3,000-acre ranch in uh, New Mexico when he flew private jets everywhere he went. You can't main, maintain that sort of uh, empire on $500 million, as odd as that may sound. The burn rate on the upkeep of uh, that type of lifestyle is a billionaire's lifestyle. And, of course, you had this guy, uh, Lex West Wexler, Les Wexler, the um, founder and CEO of Victoria's Secret. I got a catalog uh, that came to our house the other day for Victoria's Secret. They had it addressed to one of my daughters. I threw it away. But I looked at it. If you look in the pages of uh, Victoria's Secret catalogs, all of those girls in there are anorexic. They are not what young men, normal young men, find attractive. They're what, um, you know, homosexual uh, uh, art directors that conduct these photo shoots may think is an attractive woman, but uh, is certainly not wholesome. It's not healthy. It's not anything that a, uh, a normal uh, heterosexual man would find attractive. Heroin chic, I think they call it. But uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, Les Wexner uh, put out a uh, sort of a crisis control uh, public relations release last week. Said that, lo and behold, Jeffrey Epstein had uh, had ex- um, embezzled vast sums of money from Les Wexner. I think it's far more likely that um, Les Wexner uh, had been blackmailed for vast sums of money. I don't think that uh, he he built this um, this huge fortune by being so stupid that he allowed uh, Jeffrey Epstein to steal vast sums of money from him over the years. 
less uh, I mean uh, Jeffrey Epstein had uh, had lots of billionaires money because he knew where the bodies were buried and he knew what they had done and nobody dared say no to any favor that Jeffrey Epstein the pedophile pimp to the stars and the billionaires ever asked them for we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to look at what is going on over there at CNN. We'll take a look and update you on the uh, latest developments in the Democrat nomination. And we'll do that right after these messages. Stick with us on Right Now with Jim Dawes. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective on Mojo 5.0. So the Democrats are doing everything in their power to gin up a recession so that they can um, knock Donald Trump out of the White House. They've tried everything. They tried the Russia hoax. They've tried racism. Nothing is uh, getting his numbers down. And now they're going to try a recession. The three R's, maybe the third time will be the charm. Russia didn't work. Racism didn't work. Let's try a recession. And if you turn on any of the cable TV channels or look in, you know, any of the legacy print media, they're doing everything they can to talk down this economy. And truth be known, um, confidence in an economy is the most important um, variable that goes into a healthy economy. You remember one of the first things that Ronald Reagan did when he took over from Jimmy Carter, who had just a disastrous economy with with, um, inflation of over 20%, sort of unheard of in the United States. But... um, what Ronald Reagan immediately started doing is talking up the economy and, um, you know, restoring people's faith and confidence. The same thing is uh, exactly what Donald Trump did. Passed a tax cut so businesses uh, would return and, uh, and start expanding and increasing their operations and creating jobs. And he started talking about how healthy the American economy was, especially in comparison to uh, to other nations. 
And lo and behold, the economy started healing itself, creating millions and millions of jobs, including at long last, good-paying manufacturing jobs. And it looks like the uh, the establishment uh, bankers on Wall Street were happy to, you know, partake in that. But now that um, that the re-election has rolled around, it seems that everybody has decided, well, it's time for a little old recession so we can straighten out this um, this America first president, turn him out of office, and get back to our our globalist schemes. If you dipped in over there at CNN, it was just an absolute frenzy talking down the economy. Fears of a global recession. That's right. The R word and a weakening American economy have rattled Wall Street. The Dow plummeted more than 800 points yesterday. That's the worst day of the year. Overnight trading. This is the stock futures. They just turned south. They were actually positive for the U.S., but they just went negative on some new news that has people concerned. Serana, you look at this and you say it's here. It's here. And in fact, I said that in, uh, on Sunday. The manufacturing sector has been down for over a year now. Even the U.S. consumer, which, you know, we hear a lot about how robust the U.S. consumer has been. If you dig down beyond the headline figures, um, people are starting to cr- uh, cut their credit card debts. They're spending less on gasoline in the middle of a holiday vacation scene, uh, uh, season. There's lots of lots of little indicators that say to me things are going south. They're spending less on gasoline because gasoline is cheaper than it was last year. And the, despite what she just told you, when she's just desperate to gen up this recession, uh, people are shopping, spending more uh, shopping. And, uh, and the Consumer Confidence in, Index has not yet caught on to this, this uh, gloom and doom that's talking down this economy. A correction of what did he say, 700 or 800 points when the Dow Jones is up over 25,000 is not a huge correction. It's, it's perfectly uh, predictable. But they've got this inverted bond yield where uh, long-term uh, bonds are actually yielding more than short-term bonds, and they think that this is a sign that, uh, that the market's going to tank. And these are, as I say, self-fulfilling prophecies. If somebody tells you that the market is going to turn, uh, do a downturn, then you have to start, uh, you know, uh, trimming your sales and moving into more secure investments, which is exactly the wrong thing to do. But that is uh, that is what people will do, nonetheless. And uh, the question is going to be not whether or not they can gin up a recession. I think they can, because if you talk down an economy, um, you know, enough, it, the economy will, in fact, turn down. But the question is whether or not this will, in fact, facilitate Donald Trump's defeat. So if you've got a, a businessman at the helm who has presided over a huge expansion in the economy for three of his four years in office, despite, you know, the, the left's best efforts to, to cripple his administration. And you've created millions and millions of good paying jobs at long last started seeing people get uh, increased wages and had the lowest unemployment in the history of the country. 
Would you say, well, we don't want that guy in charge trying to uh, engineer a recovery. We want to turn to one of these um, so-called Democrat socialists like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. I, I do not believe, and I become more and more convinced each day, that Joe Biden is not going to be the Democrat nominee. He may, in fact, have the best chance of beating Donald Trump. I don't think he will. But I think that uh, really the Democrats tend to uh, vote with their hearts. And when the primaries come around and the Democrat base turns out for these things, I do not think that they're going to pull the lever lever for old Joe Biden, uh, this nonstop gaffe machine, that by that time the Democrats will have started uh, pointing out his, his long years of corruption. I think, it, in fact, it's either going to be um, Warren, most likely Warren, and maybe Bernie. People are going to be sick of uh, Kamala Harris by that time. Her nasal voice is just too hard to listen to. So the Senate Democrats have, uh, have all gotten together and written a letter to the Supreme Court basically threatening them, if you don't, uh, if you don't vote our way, on some of these uh, core issues for the Democrats, most particularly gun control, that if and when we return to power, we are going to restructure the uh, the Supreme Court. This group is being led by um, Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, but it also includes um, uh, Blumenthal of Connecticut, Gillibrand of New York, Maisie, crazy Maisie Hirono of Hawaii, and a few others. And they penned a letter to the Supreme Court trying to uh, keep them from accepting a case out of New York City on gun control. New York had passed an ordinance saying, oh yeah, you can have guns, but you can't take them out of your house. You can't even put them in your car trunk to transport them. They have to stay in your house and can never leave. And of course that, that means that you basically have a, a, a right that uh, has no uh, actual uh, value to it. If you don't have a, if you don't have a weapon when you need it to protect yourself, then you might as well not have a weapon. But this letter went on to say, it said, uh, the Supreme Court is not well, and the people know it. Perhaps the court can heal itself before the public demands that it be restructured in order to reduce the influence of politics, particularly on the urgent issue of gun control. A nation desperately needs it to heal, H-E-A-L, not H-E-E-L. He complained that the secret interests, talking about the NRA, are attempting to subvert the justice at the court. And he pointed to a number of amicus briefs that are being filed on behalf of Second Amendment rights advocates, saying that they're all puppets of the National uh, Rifle Association and the Federalist Society. He said, out in the real world, Americans are murdered each day with firearms in classrooms or movie theaters or churches or city streets. 
He says, in the cloistered confines of this court and notwithstanding the public imperatives of these massacres, the NRA and its allies brashly assume in word and deed that they have a friendly audience for their project. So, I think the last time they tried to restructure the Supreme Court was in the Roosevelt administration when he was frustrated that he was unable to push through many of his New Deal socialist programs. And he tried to pack the court, increase the number of justices so that he could appoint um, nominees that were friendly to his agenda. That was uh, defeated by the Senate at the time. But they're going to try it again. The case, this case in particular, involves this uh, this case I mentioned out of New York City. It says you you have a license to uh, own a weapon, but you can be licensed to own a weapon, but you have to keep it in your home. You can't even transport it to a second home or to shooting ranges outside the city. So gun rights groups challenged the ordinance in the lower courts sided with the city and then the gun rights groups asked the supreme court to hear the case and knowing that they had received friendly rulings from you know leftist judges new york city withdrew the ordinance but these precedents that the lower courts issued still remain on the book on the books and that's what White House and these uh, these leftist senators want to preserve, and they know that uh, that that you know, according to Heller, the existing precedents on the books that you cannot prevent somebody from you know keeping and bearing arms. Bearing arms means that you're going to be able to carry an, a firearm. There can be reasonable restrictions on that. They they can require that you, you know, be licensed for concealed carry, but they can't outlaw it altogether. And that's the case that they're trying to keep from reaching uh, the Supreme Court by these veiled threats. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan and for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider, plans, and zip Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets.
this economy is going pretty well. We have to, what? You, why, why is that funny? It is going well for now. For now, right. That's my, thank you. That's my question. <laughs> is like, I feel like the bottom has to fall out at some point. And by the way, I'm hoping for it because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. Yeah. So please bring on the recession. Yeah. Sorry if that hurts people, but it's either root for a recession or you lose your democracy. Sorry if that hurts people because it's not going to hurt me. I live in a fancy mansion. I I am chauffeured in limousines. I have bodyguards. I have huge amounts of money in the bank, and so do all of these, uh, or a lot of these opinion makers. They're going to be insulated from the results of a recession that they're desperately trying to bring on ahead of the election season. But, um, you know, he's not the only one that are out there actually rooting for a recession if you tune into msnbc or cnn you'll see they're almost absolutely giddy over the possibility janet yellen points out that all of the fundamentals janet yellen if you she's a a former chair of the federal reserve um she she pointed out that all of the fundamentals of this economy are good and there's no reason for us to have a recession Are we going into a recession? So I think the answer is most likely no. I think that the U.S. economy has enough strength to avoid that. We certainly do. There's no reason all the fundamentals were, you know, uh, uh, the GDP is healthy. Employment is healthy. Inflation's under control. This, um, This tariff uh, war with China is not enough to drag the U.S. economy into a recession. It is, uh, it is hurting China badly, as well it should. But there's no reason for the U.S. to have a recession other than, uh, you know, when, when you have financial downturns like that, people think money just disappears. It doesn't. Every time money is lost on Wall Street, it's also... Gained. Every time somebody loses a dollar, somebody else, uh, on the other side of the transaction gains a dollar. So, you know, put your money in good S&P index funds, have some, uh, some gold reserves, have some liquid cash, and, uh, and, you know, you'll be able to weather the storm even if they are able to talk down the economy enough to cause a recession, it'll be about a year. And then after Trump's reelected, which I'm confident that he will be, uh, they'll decide it'll be time to go back to making money. What in the world is going on over there at CNN? It's, you know, we spent the first two days of the week talking about Fredo melting down when somebody called him Fredo. And proving for a uh, for a fact that he is Fredo, but he's not the only one. Old uh, uh, Don Lamont has been sued because apparently he was out, and uh, and the, uh, a patron at a bar claims that he uh, he stuck his hand in his pants and rubbed himself, and then uh, took his hand out of his pants and rubbed it on this guy's face. I don't know that that happened. It kind of sounds like something Don Lamont would do. But now you've got this April Ryan 
supposed to be a um, a broadcaster for the Urban Radio Network. She's out there uh, giving uh, speeches. Now, who would hire April Ryan to come and give a speech is kind of a head-scratcher as far as I'm concerned, but she's out there giving a speech, and apparently she doesn't allow... Um, <laughs> It's kind of funny. She doesn't allow news media to cover her speeches. Now, she's the one that's always sitting in the White House briefing room badgering um, Sarah Sanders or whoever else is up there, you know, screaming the freedom of the press, freedom of the press. But, you know, like most leftists, she's a hypocrite, and uh, she she doesn't want any press in the room when she's giving these speeches because she's she knows – that she's uh, very likely to stick her foot in her mouth and say something stupid and she doesn't want it recorded. And so uh, there was a reporter for a local paper called the New Brunswick Today at one of these events. Where was it? I guess it would be in New Brunswick. And uh, she uh, saw him and she sicked a security guard on him to eject him from the hotel, not just from the room, but from entirely from the hotel. The reporter, his name is uh, Kret Oval. Why are the names so hard on today's show? K-R-A-T-O-V-I-L, Kret Oval, said, During the intro, this man came up to me, mentioned my video camera, and asked me, Who are you with? I gave him my card and explained that I followed the proper channels to cover the event. I asked if he had a card, and he responded by saying that he was with the speaker. The reporter then said that the bodyguard took down his camera and carried it out of the room. Surveillance video shows him getting violently drugged out of the event by the man. Credival says, get off me, MFR. And, uh, and you can go online and see the footage. But uh, this is something else. In just the last 24 hours, Chris Como has threatened to throw somebody down a flight of stairs for calling him Fredo. Don Lamont has been sued for sexual assault that... He's still on the air. You won't you won't see, you know, any sort of reaction uh, by the media holding Don Lamond to the same standard that he tried to hold um, Brett Kavanaugh to. Innocent until proven guilty. And now you got CNN April Ryan having her bodyguards forcibly remove a local reporter from a speaking event. Now, if any of this had happened over there at Fox News, it would be all over the newspapers. But again, you know, there's there's a, a double standard. If you're on the left, you get a pass. If you're on the right, every allegation is uh, assumed to be true, and uh, and you are hounded from the public square. I mentioned at the top of the show that I didn't think that Joe Biden was going to ultimately be the Democrat nominee. And already, 
Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren is uh, pulled into a statistical tie. Now, if if you're able to be caught, lose a, I think he was about had about a twenty percentage point lead over Elizabeth Warren. If Ruth Buzzy Elizabeth Warren can track you down and eliminate a twenty point lead after one debate you're not a strong candidate to begin with the uh, the current polls uh, average the real clear politics average has uh, biden at 21 percent that's down one point this last week warren at 20 percent up four sanders is uh is right there at, with uh 16%. He's gained three in the last week. All of this appears to be at uh, Kamala Harris's expense. She's currently polling 8%. She's down some. Beto O'Rourke has surged. He is now at 5%. He's up three points. He's tied with Buttigieg, who is down three points. Spartacus Booker is at two. Tulsi Gabbard, who, although I don't agree with her politics, is is uh, one of the most uh, interesting candidates in the field. She's polling at two percent, and then you've got the one pointers: uh, Bennett, Senator uh, Michael Bennett, Julian Castro, whose uh, fundraising has just absolutely collapsed since he doxed. Um, you know, political donors in San Antonio. His brother actually did it, but they're like a click and clack. They they're they're one in the same. He is at one percent. Gillibrand's at one percent. Klobuchar, Tom Steyer is at one percent. Hell, he probably paid enough people to uh, answer on his behalf. And Marianne Williamson's at one percent. That's kind of sad. I would like her to be on the stage at the next uh, debate. At least she's got, she she brings the entertainment value. And I'm kind of surprised that Andrew Yang, despite his promises of a guaranteed income for every American, is still polling at 1%. Maybe the the Democrats just haven't gotten the, the word that Andrew Yang's just giving away free money. He's not guaranteeing a job. He's guaranteeing an income. So we've got this, uh, we've got another uh, one of these uh, narcissistic egomaniac athletes that have decided that he's going to kneel during the national anthem following in the footsteps of Colin Kaepernick and uh, Megan Rapino. This guy is a fencer. And he did this, pulled this stunt over at the Pan Am Games. It's becoming pretty routine. It's sort of, you know, boring at this point for these athletes to try to, you know, get some attention to themselves by pulling this stunt. But these people, you know, that uh, have, have benefited from living in the United States, they, uh, they take every opportunity to embarrass America. This guy's name is Race Embolden. 
Embledon said it was a silent protest. He was he didn't even win the event. He was third place. I'd never heard of him before. But now when I hear the name, I'll know he's a jackass. I've been cussing a lot in this show. I apologize for that. But if this guy thinks that this is, you know, maybe he'll get a Nike um, contract. Maybe they'll put him, you know, on the morning shows or maybe he'll uh, he'll get a commercial. If he wants to be known for that, I guess there's nothing to stop him. If I were in charge of the uh, fencing team, I would make damn sure he didn't represent America, uh, America ever again. But I don't know if that'll ever happen. Oh, what else have we got? Oh, yeah. Omar and Talib have been rejected um, by Israel. They said that they're not welcome to come over there and uh, and try to gin up a boycott of Israel. My question to Omar and Talib is why would you even want to go to Israel? If Israel is so evil, like you say, why would you want to go there? Why don't you take a trip over to Gaza? Why don't you go to the... Um, you know, to Jordan. Hell, why don't you take a, a, a trip over to Somalia and, and do like Trump said and help them get straightened out? That would certainly be appropriate for, for Omar. Hell, go over there and try to help him get some indoor plumbing. And Rashad Tlaib, go over to Gaza. Help them govern themselves you don't need to be you know so concerned about israel israel's just trying to protect itself and poor old john hickenlooper has dropped out of the democrat race he uh, he appears to, he's going to run for senate from colorado instead well that takes us to the end of this edition I want to thank you for joining us on right now with jim dawes on the mojo 50 radio network we'll talk to you tomorrow When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.